Welcome back to episode 23 of the 4th and Long Podcast. Thank you all for joining us here today as we have a myriad of discussions revolving the debut, or at least the re-debut, of the XFL. We're going to talk some MLB rule changes along with a uh, comeback of a loved segment. Um, This week, I am once again joined by my co-host, Jalen Johnson. Thanks for being here tonight, buddy. How's it going? How's it going? It's going pretty well, you know. Things are moving up in the world. I know you guys know this by now because this is how you're listening to it. But we're on Spotify now. On Spotify after months and months. Shout out to Anchor. (laughs) You guys are the best. And then also, we are um, accepting fan donations and fan sponsorships to keep this show up and running. Um, but to get yep. things started, the XFL, Vince McMahon, the bill, the millionaire who should be a billionaire, is bringing back what was once known as the Extreme Football League, a league filled with over-the-topness. You have dudes with nicknames on the back. Shout out to He Hate Me. Probably one of the greatest nicknames of all time. You had no coin tosses, but instead a opening scramble where you had two guys fight over the ball. First one get the ball wins. You had um, a lot of negatives, with it, but some positives. Like the old XFL did introduce the Skycam, which is used in every football um, game production um, to date. So they did some things wrong. They uh, Right, they did a lot of things wrong, and that's why they didn't make a it of out of 2001. Wrong. But he brought it back. Uh, I remember it announced in 2018 in in the spring. I was sitting in my math class, and, he brought, and when they announced that it was coming back in 2020, I was excited. I was excited. All last week leading up to it, and on Saturday, when it kicked off at 12 o'clock between DC Defenders and Seattle Dragons at Audi Stadium, I was not disappointed in the least. If anything, I was even more impressed than I thought it was. I was going to be. Yeah, the commissioner of the league, Oliver Luck, a longtime NFL mind, um, helping out this league. A lot of rule changes, brand new teams, brand new players. And I think that overall, this opening weekend of the XFL was a tremendous success. And as football fans, um, we should all be excited. And as um, the, the owners of this league, especially Vince McMahon, they should all be really excited based on how that first weekend went. Definitely. Uh, I think it was it was great to see. You know, there were a couple of times that I forgot I was watching XFL football other than like the jersey and the name. You kind of I saw a couple of hits and I was like, damn it, they're, they're going to throw a damn flag. And then I didn't see a flag come in. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait, you mean <laughs> I forgot wait, we, watch can, XFL for we, we can see someone make good, clean contact with a guy, put his shoulder into his chest, even though it's a hard hit. But he won't get penalized for making a good football play. What world are we yeah, living it, it in? It was freaking awesome. It, it was, was freaking amazing. awesome to see, especially as an offensive player. Yes, and it was. It was amazing to see you were able to just play football. You we know? saw quarterbacks it, it, get it taken to the ground, where it, it's just a usual sack, and that's how they viewed it. No penalty. It's just a tackle. Yeah. And like the NFL has corrupted my mind because there was a lot of plays. I saw a quarterback get like tapped in the head by a hand, and I was like oh, waiting for flags. Where's to the come flag? Out. Where's the flag? Yeah, I was like waiting for flags to come out, and when the lack of flags for a bit, I was like, 
it took me like a game to get to get used to it, but I, I loved it. Don't get me wrong, I did. It oh, wasn't that I disliked it. It's just I loved boring. it. it just it took it me a second alien. to get off of that NFL mode. It was just like I was getting, I was ready for these calls to be called, and I was like, "We actually oh, got to call, sit down and watch that. football and let and the officials let players play football." What a crazy thought Definitely. that worked out amazingly. Oh, oh yeah, it, it was beautiful to see. I, I, that is want, that is football <laughs> exactly. Um, the especially first game, especially the uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, the first game we had it was the Seattle Dragons at the. DC defenders, uh, DC defenders led by former national champion. Um, we had a quarterback who played on the team that won the debut of the college football playoffs championship. And now he's debuting for a team in the XFL and he both had great games in, in either performances. Cardell Jones. Um, I think he was like a, uh, he was, he was drafted and then he just kind of floundered. But now he's he's found his way into the XFL, and he's the face of the league because he's he's a notable yeah. name. He has a great arm, and he showed off. Um, was sixteen for uh, twenty six, two hundred thirty five yards, a couple touchers. He was stayed off the turnovers. He had a good game. I loved um, that trick play that they had. It was um, well reverse pass, and that's that was the first XFL touchdown was off a reverse pass trick play. I loved was it. Was that the first touchdown? It was. I thought the, the first, first touchdown to a white guy. Was that the first one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that was the first, that first, first DC one. touchdown. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, the first touchdown went to a white guy. And we all know that he's about to get picked up by <laughs> Bill Belichick at the end of this season. That is for damn sure. Oh, yeah, big time. It might boost his resume if he played that, lacrosse That was actually one thing I was... I liked that the XFL is right before the NFL season, so you can finish your XFL season. If you don't have a contract, you can then be signed by an NFL team. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm the way contracts work in, in the, the XFL is that everyone besides quarterbacks are assigned to one-year deals that end as soon as the season is over so they can go sign in with other leagues. The quarterbacks, however, under um, operate under different contracts, but they are paid more. Um, than other players, I think believe quarterbacks can make up to five hundred thousand um, dollars a season. Yeah, but they're also locked yeah. in longer because they want to. The quarterback is obviously the most important position um, to a team, especially in the growing league like the XFL, and they want to keep that name yeah, brand especially growing. Especially with offensive um, playbooks and stuff like that. Exactly. So they want to keep the the quarterbacks longer, which is understandable. But we have guys that can go sign at the end of the season. Um, and that that's the way the XFL works. And they're not going to be working in partnership with the NFL, but they will be, the, of course, most of the players are going to be striving to make it either back to the NFL or into the NFL for the first time. I'm kind of, I'm kind of waiting to get that, that, that uh, player that's kind of just wants to be the face of the XFL, you know? It kind of just comes happen. in. Uh, yeah, the, the sooner or later is going to happen to where the XFL is kind of just the pro football right after football. Right now, I think a lot of people are seeing it as a lot of people who didn't make the NFL because that's that's what they had to use to fill the league. But I feel like at some point, if the XFL season and mm-hmm. the future of it stays like it was this first week mm-hmm. and the excitement doesn't just die down, I feel like it could be that thing to where guys who know they're not going to make the NFL or guys who want to develop a little bit more uh, not necessarily bad players. Is it just Juco? Go straight to the XFL. It's a Juco for the NFL. Yeah, instead of 
yeah, it's JUCO to the NFL, or you play a couple years of college and you're not going to make it in college. Uh, go play there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like mm-hmm. uh, if you if you can't make the grades and stuff like that. A lot of people always go to the supplemental drafts at a supplemental draft play a season. Well, next that, that's what they had. If, if um, to... There's a player. Um, I remember it was uh, I forget um, which team he was on, but he was on either Dallas Renegades or St. Louis Battlehawks. Because I heard um, sideline reporter Pat McAfee was um, talking about this. There's a um, a player out of West Virginia who was academically ineligible for this um, upcoming football season. So instead, he went to the XFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's making money, and he's still playing football. Uh, and he could, he the way he looked, he looks like a high draft pick. I'm sorry, I forget his name, but he looks like he's going to be a high draft pick, possibly in this year's draft. Who knows? But that's opening yeah. the second option. That's can, like um, can, what, what uh, college basketball is for the draft. Yeah, um, it, it's almost like um, what's it called? Like um, a lot of high schoolers now because they can't go uh, that to play at least one year in college um for for basketball for high school basketball players. But instead, they're going overseas mm-hmm. to pro leagues, playing a season there, and then coming to the uh, NBA because they can go. They don't necessarily need to go to college. They can go overseas, get the same experience, if not better experience, and get paid for it. That's almost what the XFL is becoming Definitely. in a way. But for the XFL, if you if you play a season the XFL, do you go into the draft or you become a free agent? You can do either. Your contract expires once uh, for all players that aren't a quarterback. Your contract expires at the mm-hmm. end of the season. So yeah, I understand can... the contract expires, but I'm kind of looking at it as oh, oh, you for NFL if you become NFL pro. You is... huh? Yeah, so that that doesn't count as a a year in a pro league technically. I don't know. It's a good question. question. We'll, we'll, we'll have the answer for that for you guys for next week. Sorry. Yeah, you probably do. You, you sorry. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for bringing that. Um, no, obviously that guy isn't going to get drafted. He would have been the high draft pick, is what I meant to say. He would have been yes, a high okay. draft pick. Never mind that. Yeah. But um, but they they can go into free agency and sign with teams, which is a great way to to see this. Um, another a game that meant a lot to me and Jalen is somehow I so I don't even know why, but I declared my loyalty to the Houston Roughnecks about a month ago. Um, Jalen declared his loyalty <laughs> to the LA Wildcats. And we didn't even know this, yep. but they ended up playing week one, which worked out perfectly for us. <laughs> even better worked for me perfectly. because the best team in the XFL, led by the best quarterback in the XFL, beat the Wildcats 37-17 to in Houston. Yeah, the quarterback for the Rednecks, P.J. Walker, going off 23 for 39, 272 yards, four touchdowns to only one interception, and he is your league-leading MVP. Or um, he easily in the league in the MVP race currently. Um, <laughs> After one game. <laughs> hey, 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 am I wrong? He's leading. No. Okay. And the Roughnecks are statistically the best team in the league as of right now because um, it's them top of their division. Um, but New York is is up there. St. Louis and um, uh, DC. They're all in the East. They're all at one and zero. But. The Roughnecks have the higher point differential and uh, the most points scored, making them the best team in the league, making me very happy. I think I made the right choice. I'm probably speaking too soon, <laughs> and I better knock on wood, but I'm going to take what I can get right now. Um, Honestly, right now, I'm, I'm going to stay an LA Wildcats fan for now, for the season at least. You I'm don't, you can't change your I'm lock not gonna, 
You're locked in for no, life. No, no, no. Let, let me just explain real quick. Okay. I, I am going to stay an LA Wildcat fan. Uh, I just, but I do also, I don't want to get too dedicated into it right now. I, I kind of want to see how the league expands. I Like when they're fully expanded, uh, if they do end up progressing that far, I kind of want to see if we end up getting like a Sacramento team or something like that. I'd love to just be a fan of the Sacramento team. Adrian, uh, it, but it, as of right now, I'm going to stay LA. We don't need the long drawn explanation. Just say you're going to be a bandwagon and we'll accept it. I'm not going to be a bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I that's what bandwagon I'm, I'm going to be an LA fan. I'm going to be an LA fan. If it comes down to no, no team is made in my hometown uh, or even like Arizona team. I'm going to stick with LA, but I'm not yeah. going to switch to any of the other uh, original eight teams. My team, original eight team will always be LA. Okay. But if expansion wise, if it ends up being one of my areas, I might switch to one of my areas. Okay. That's fair. Um, another game, uh, we already see a front runner for the worst team in the league, and that is the Tampa Bay Vipers, led by quarterback Aaron Ouch. Murray. Um, <laughs> he did nothing, and he had two near interceptions. Um, they got absolutely smoked. The New York Guardians defeated the Vipers twenty-three to three down there in MetLife um, Stadium. You had former Raiders quarterback making seven starts, beloved by most of the fans. A name that most people will recognize if you watch the NFL, Matt McGloin, possible face of the XFL. Uh, 15 for 29, 180 yeah. yards, one touchdown. He didn't set the world on fire, but obviously he led his team enough to, to win, which is better than what he could have done in the NFL. <laughs> Better than what he did in the NFL. Yeah. At least in the right. One thing I want to season. point out, though, is did you, did you see how clean those Guardian jerseys look? Oh, them Guardian jerseys are nice. Those The whole uniform is clean. Hey, if we're talking like, about I, uniform, I Guardians might have best uniforms. Best logo. I might sound yeah, like a homer. Definitely. But I love the Houston Roughnecks logo just because it's a throwback to the old Houston Oilers logo. And I love throwbacks like that. I do, I do like, like that. The, the logo. I, I do like throwbacks like that. Best entrance of the weekend Hands down goes to the Dallas Renegades with their whole definitely um, with their tunnel and the shape of their logo, all the smoke. They got let out into the field by four guys on choppers playing um, Charlotte Flair's WWE entrance music um, throughout the stadium. I'm yeah, no, that was need I say more? Easily the best entrance. Come on now, come on now. And I, I okay. do got to say, no, um, former Texas Rangers Stadium, Globe Life Park, it got refitted to a football stadium, and it does look pretty yeah. good, to be honest. I do like the look of that. It looks pretty uh, nice. That, that stadium with the football field in it. I'm all for it. Definitely. I am all for that. But I, I don't want to sound like, you know, just because it's my team, LA Wildcats, mm-hmm. but my favorite, my, my favorite celebration of the week, was, it was, oh, you know, that the, the, uh, the Randy Orton celebration of the of the LA Wildcats. Oh, you yeah. know, that was that was beautiful. He struck the Randy Orton threw it up and I was like, wait a minute. Mm. Yeah, he just he just put it up there. You know, he got hit later in the game for it. Twice but, you for know, both he... touchdowns. Mad respect. Yeah. Hey, I, I Mad love respect. He threw it up there. I love the XFL uh making reference to the WWE because of course it's gonna be there. I was all over on Twitter making all the sorts of um um, WWE themed um, kind of posts about the XFL. Why not embrace oh, it? Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, I think... it, the XFL, it's going. It, it's about entertainment. 
And what the WWE can be a lot is entertaining as hell. So if you combine the two, or maybe not combine, that's not the right word, but if you kind of relate... You take some of the good aspects of wrestling, and you take the good aspects of football, and you put them together. And you sprinkle a little bit of of the the showmanship and pageantry of wrestling onto football. It's going to be fun. That's all. Like, extravagant um, entrances to awesome music and pyro. Yeah. Hell yes. Give me all that. Feed me more. And after the first first week, I don't know if you heard about this. I, I ended up already after the first week. I downloaded the XFL app and I get the notifications on my phone. That's oh, how excited I was. And, I get the notifications yep. on my phone. And I found out when this week already making big moves, the LA Wildcats fired their D coordinator. <laughs> after, after one, one game, week. fired out of there, gone, no job. Shout out to him they, for they becoming also, the first coach fired in XFL history. Also, yeah. he's probably going to hold that record for a while, the quickest firing in XFL history. I think, yeah, unless somebody gets fired mid-game. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has that record. Oh. But also, the, the pretty much the face of the team, uh, I'm sure it was Anthony Johnson, uh, he was also released. He, he's on all the players. Yeah. Every single thing is him. What's he happening? was released also. What, LA's all I think they're just, one week into the, the new league, and the Wildcats are already hitting the panic button. Good on them. That's exactly what I want to see. But I'm kind of excited because it's like, I don't know if this is like a, he was mad and he released them, or did he see it and automatically know how to fix it? Like, is it a, I'm fixing things right now. I'm pretty sure what I think it is, is I think he wanted to be D coordinator. He's a defensive-minded coach, and I think he wanted to be D coordinator. Mm. So firing the D coordinator gave him the ability to just take over, which and, I don't I don't mind. And then firing the face of the defense, who didn't really show up too much also. That's a bold move, Con. We'll see how it plays out. Definitely. I love the action. Um, but, but I think, all in all, yeah. how'd, you, how'd you like the XFL? I thought it was awesome. One of my favorite parts was the rule changes. Um, I, I was a little skeptical. I was skeptical about some of these, especially the kickoff rule. Um, if for those that yeah, don't know, that the the new rules is that you have the 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 kicker kicking off from his own thirty, um, where he's all alone. He's in no man's land. He the kick coverage team is on the opposing thirty five yard line. The kick return team is on the their own thirty yard line, and then the kick returner is behind that. The um the two um the kick um return and the kick um cover teams cannot move from their yard lines until the um the kick returner receives the kickoff. Then they're free to attack. Um there's penalties for kicking the ball into the end zone for a touchback. If you kick the ball out of bounds, then the team takes over at the opposing team's forty five yard line, which which we did see a few times. More scoring. Big change in field position. Um, the kickoffs, they normally average around, i say, 10 to 15-yard returns. We did see one during the Houston game where Houston broke it for a big return, taking out to about the 50. And it didn't take away from the kickoff. It, it, it created a little bit more lanes, and honestly, it was a little more exciting. Um, and, and if we're talking player yeah. safety, it's definitely not with player safety because you don't have the guys spraying down the field um, 30 yards and making contacts. You're within five yards. And 
Mm -hmm. I think that rule is a success, and I do really, I enjoy that one. I definitely enjoy that rule. Um, the new PAT rules are awesome. Um, there are no more. You cannot um, kick a point after attempt anymore in the XFL. Um, instead, you can go. You can go for two, one point, two point, or three points. So we potentially have nine point scores. Um, the you can go for a one point by going from the two yard line. The five yard line is a two point conversion or a two point try, and the ten yard line is a three point try. We saw plenty of two, uh, one point and two point conversions. No three point conversions were attempted in this first week, but I I really enjoyed that one. Of course, we still have kickers being impactful on the kickoffs and on field goals. Um, but I do like the the yeah. idea that a team could be down nine points and it's still a one score game. It's of course going to be hard yeah, to convert. It's still one score game, but it's a one but score the game. The downside to having those those points is if you turn the ball over and they take it. They get those points, mm -hmm. so you can you can give up three points, you can give up two points, you can even give up one point. So it's a it's a it's a gigantic chess match, in my opinion. It just brings a lot more strategy and thinking into the game instead of just being able to go out there and just have it automatic one point ninety nine percent of the time. You still have to fight for that extra yeah. point, which does add to more excitement. Um, as well, there's more. Um, there's more benefits to going for it on fourth down. We saw a lot more fourth down attempts um, tried this weekend. Um, Two-minute warnings were changed in this league. So, um, of course, part of the rule is shorter play clock. It's only 25 seconds, whereas the NFL is 40 seconds. Um, so that's a huge difference. It's definitely a quicker pace to the football games, which as a fan it was easier to watch a game instead of having to sit through a lot less. We, we, there was more football um, being played this game than there would be in the NFL, which is awesome. Um, but yeah. in, in two minutes, in the, in the final two minutes of the second and fourth quarter during those two-minute warnings, um, the clock stops the two-minute warning, that's timeout. But what happens during those two-minute warnings is that the playbook has been opened up um, just as much as it is outside the two-minute warning because it doesn't matter if you go out of bounds, incomplete pass, get tackled in the middle of the field. The clock stops until the ball is spotted in five seconds run off the snap count or the snap clock. And so what, what this does is that you want, if it's down the middle of the field, you don't have to spike it. You can you, you Obviously, you can't take your time, but you can still open up plays that are, or run plays that are passes to the middle of the field. Everything is still open, which gives it even more advantage to the offense, which is what most of these rules effectively do. And it mm -hmm. keeps getting it, it. It's called the they um, call it like the the comeback rule because it gives teams an even higher chance if they're down to come back and, and score inside those two minute warnings, which does increase the excitement of the game. And they achieve that with with that new rule. Uh, yeah, I also think. Uh... In my opinion, even though this league is kind of built to make offenses look good, a couple of defenses looked pretty good. Even a couple of teams gave up a lot of points, but it was kind of like you kind of expected more points to go up than there was. Defenses held their own in certain spots of games, and it, it was highly unexpected, especially the, the skill that was shown. I wasn't expecting, you know, this type of high-grade football. And, and I was I was definitely proven wrong. I was expecting, you know, 
kind of like have a team. It'll be kind of fun thing to watch. You know, kind of laughable moments because mm-hmm. you know some players aren't really the best. But honestly, it was like watching a, just a new league of football. This like, was a high level of play, football. without doubt. Um, one of the biggest signs to these guys being le- legit and not just being a bunch of slaps is that the O-lines. The O-lines are normally the last thing that a team gets right because it takes a lot of talent on the O-line, but it also takes a lot of time to develop that bond and that trust between those five guys. Trust me, I, I, it does. It takes a lot more time than what a lot of people think. But those O-lines, they held up in pass protection for most of the plays for all eight teams, and that's a really good sign that these guys oh yeah definitely it, it's legit football where there's you don't have to worry of legit. course of course there's going to be a talent drop off between the nfl and the xfl without a doubt but if you're just watching these games you could hardly even tell um a couple of guys like the vipers quarterback um the um and then i probably um the seattle dragons quarterback was a little iffy but besides that it just looked like a football game you weren't thinking about Hey, these guys aren't that good. That wasn't a thought running through my head, and that also wasn't a thought running through most people's heads, which was a very pleasant like surprise. To be honest, though, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that the uh, the Vipers lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more of a fan of Quentin Flowers, their backup quarterback. So I was kind of hoping he did get a few plays the start the, soon, um, so. in their late, and I think they're going to move him to being the starting quarterback. Um, going to the next I, I definitely think he should. I think that whole fan base thinks he should. One of the funny things yeah, they, about the XFL that is that just in their first weekend, listen to this, in just the first weekend, the XFL sold more tickets than the AAF did in its entire existence. So Ouch. <laughs> that's brutal. That, that's brutal that, for the that AAF. Very the alliance of American football that lasted six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I was that. kind of disappointed because I did like the Arizona Hot Shots, but it's yeah, on me to too. That, that was the first time we agreed upon something. I know. It was crazy. <laughs> um, and it's gone. I think that, my, that, I think we're, we're the reason that the AF didn't work. They're, they're like, Ross we agree agreed upon a team. That's not a thing. <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> we, we can't ever do that again. But um, I think, Jalen, my Never. favorite part about the league, um, and it is the weekend as a whole, was the transparency of everything. No, in the NFL, mm-hmm. you will not get this level of transparency. It, we saw when they had to go to official replays um, and review, we got the, we listened in to their conversation of, and, and then, and we saw the screen of them looking through replays and all the camera angles and talking through the process. The Xbox controller. The Hey, if the U.S. military can use Xbox controllers to control bomb drones and in um, like flying drones, then XFL can use the Xbox controller to look through replays. Definitely. <laughs> but I love. <laughs> I, I think that's one hundred percent fair. <laughs> Thank you. Right, right. It's a decent argument, but I enjoyed decent. thoroughly being able to listen to them talk us through their decisions, like um. Um, one specific, it was like they were discussing on on field. It was called a um, unnecessary roughness, like a hit against a defenseless receiver. But then they took it to review, which is great 
um, in the first place that they even went to review, which is something the NFL would probably never do um, because Al Riveron, never dirty bastard. Um, but they took it to review and then they had them talk through. He initially thought that it was uh, the replay official initially did think that it was unnecessary roughness, but he talked, he was like, Oh, nope. He wasn't launching himself. He wasn't initiating contact with his head. He left with his shoulder. He was not launching off the ground at this receiver with intent. Therefore, is no not unnecessary. And I just loved listening to that. I love listening to the reasons, but also not even just on reviews. But um, when the refs were huddled up, when the refs had their group huddles, we got mics on that, and we got to listen through um, to them talk through the steps of why they're making this decision or why they're not making this decision. And that's Definitely. perfect. I, I liked it. That's I, I liked it like a lot. I think it's because it's a lot of the time there's like these calls and stuff and then fans are like, what? what? How did you go get to that point? And it's kind of like we kind of get to go through the process with the, the review team and the refs of what they saw as, a, oh, I saw this and I saw that. And it's kind of like it kind of makes you not, I wouldn't say less angry because certain fans are just always going to get angry about calls. But I think it kind of brings like a slight peace to it because if, you kind of – Okay, I, I, I see that. I, I see what you mean. That, like, but like, also, uh, like, yeah. even if it is a bad call, at least we know the reasoning. It, it could be awful what reasoning. What reasoning was, what they saw, it, what it, they it, believed. It could yeah. be really stupid reasoning, but at least we know what they were thinking, so we could criticize that instead of just criticizing the call itself. I think the I, NFL I, honestly, should, without a doubt, institute this into the league, but I don't think they will just because they're, they're scared. The NFL is scared of embarrassing themselves yeah. in front of tens of millions of people. And I'm not surprised because the NFL is ran by a bunch of cowards, especially looking at you, Roger Goodell. Yeah. But <laughs> it's something that they should have. But Al Riveron and Roger Goodell and the rest of the heads of officials will never want this because that would put them in too much spotlight and make them have to perform to to standards. And they're too scared they for that. They have to do their job. Right? <laughs> Dude, we're talking about crazy things, not calling penalties on normal tackles. Refs doing their jobs and being held accountable. What? What is that? Honestly, though, I'm waiting for the first time that a ref throws a flag and they have to huddle up and they're like, what would you see? He's like, honestly, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly wanted to see one of those moments. And Eventually, because I feel like one t- one week when the rest is just gonna forget that he's mic'd up, he's gonna throw the flag, and then they're gonna get there. That one like, Geico commercial, I told or whatever why it was. I do that. <laughs> yeah, he had the mic on. He's like, what, can't wait. I, I don't know. They also know, had head coaches mic'd up, which was fun. Uh, we can listen into the play calls. Players were all mic'd up. We had Pat McAfee standing on the field, like behind, like ten yards behind the the, the line of scrimmage on the field. We had. One of my favorite things was being able to interview players, like mid game. So like we had a uh, player go f- make the stupid decision. He like fumbled. A reporter could go up to him, "Hey, why'd you fumble that football, you idiot?" <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my favorite interview uh, was actually one of the first ones. Was well, it? Was the it the one during the roughnecks? One of the first one. Was it the one during the roughnecks Wildcats game? No, no, it was not. Uh, it, it was actually uh, the first game, the D.C. game. Oh, the Seattle offensive missed. lineman. Oh, the kicker one. The, there is a – sorry, there is a few yeah, that, ones. Yeah, oh, that Seattle one was also one of my favorites. <laughs> I did like that. That was hilarious. Uh, but the, the D.C. kicker, 
he, just more of a serious one that I liked. That 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 lineman one was my funny one that yeah. I liked the most. But the serious one I liked the most was the DC kicker missed. And most kickers, you know, they go to the sideline, they slam their helmet, they fume a little bit. But and the XFL, you do that. There's a camera right in your face ready to ask you. You can't why'd do you that. miss that kick. <laughs> why did you miss that kick? <laughs> and then he said, "Yeah, I just rushed it, trying to do too much, and I missed it." And you know, that's the things that fans don't hear all the time. It's some kickers. There's little stuff kickers have to think about too. It's kind of nice to see what goes through the the head of a player that we know as football players ourselves, like what it goes through your head when you mess up. You know, on this, that bigger stage of the XFL, um, seeing a kicker, he missed it. I mean, obviously, he hasn't wasn't like the biggest moment, but I'm waiting until it's like a misses a game winning kick. And, and then, while the other team's celebrating, you run onto the field and interview the kicker who missed. That I can't wait. Oh, I give it to me! Wait, please give that to me. Uh, but I, I think <laughs> my favorite interview was um, it was av- it was during the DC Seattle game. Um, it happened after a scrum. Mm-hmm. A couple um, people got penalized. Uh, one guy got pushed. Another guy threw a punch. I believe. Um, crazy stuff. And then you had one of the linemen, former Broncos um, player actually, um, he he dropped a uh, a f bomb on live television, and they missed the sensor by about <laughs> eight seconds. Like like five seconds after it, it goes, um, everything goes quiet and muted. But uh, they kind of missed it, <laughs> and he drops a hard f bomb on live TV, and that is the beauty hard. of these interviews. Hard and. That easily my favorite part. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. No, that was that was amazing. But Jalen, your thoughts on this weekend as a whole from the opening action of the XFL? Honestly, I can't wait. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> I, I, honestly, this I was expecting it to be good. I, I definitely expected it to perform way better than the, a, the AAF did. Uh, I didn't expect this high level of football. I definitely expect it to be better than the AAF. The AAF at some points, you could definitely tell that those, some of mm-hmm. those guys didn't deserve mm-hmm. to play football. Uh, but uh, this week, there was just a lot of times that it just looked like an NFL game. Like Obviously, there were some pl- certain plays that weren't made that could have been made by kind of the high-tier NFL players. Of course, like, like bad like, drops and bad passes, but yeah. what do you expect? But honestly, all around, great football. I would say the competition level... Well, not competition level, but gameplay wise, mm-hmm. I see think it's a cool medium between college football and NFL football. I wouldn't say it's up to the standards of high grade NFL football, and but I would definitely say that was, a lot of it was better ice in play wise than I do college agree. football. Uh, my favorite thing from the from the league, I did love the competitiveness, but once again, I love the transparency. I love as a fan, I love being able to listen to everything and listening to the reasonings. And be able to get those silent interviews and be able to get interviews of head coaches during games and, and that kind of stuff. And I love that. Um, moving on from the XFL, though, which was amazing weekend. Can't wait till the next one. Big news um, coming Can't out um, last night. The MLB is considering changing their playoff rules. So currently, um, the way the, M- the MLB playoff works, um, you get four teams or um, yeah, sorry. You get five teams from each league, the AL and the NL. Um, they make the playoffs. We have the division winners, who uh, um, th- the top three seeds pretty much. Then you have two wild card teams, 
Um, and those two wildcard teams play in a one-game series, winner-take-all. They advance the divisional round. High seed plays a low seed. Two seed plays a three seed. Then you advance to the championship game, and so on. But the proposed new, um, the some of the new proposed guidelines is just trying to make baseball a little more interesting. It's breaking away from tradition, but I believe it's something. Maybe not these rules exactly, but it is something I believe needs to happen to the MLB if they want to start being a little more appealing to the American audiences. Mm-hmm. So, what uh, the new rules? Let me explain it in the best ways possible. Seven teams from each league will make the playoffs Alrighty. instead of the five. So we're going from ten teams total to fourteen teams total out of the thirty team, um, out of the thirty team league. Um, and so currently it's five with those three division winners and two wild card teams, like I said. But in these in this new one, they'll have teams with yeah. the best records in in the AL and NL respectively. They get a first round buy of the wild card round. So those um, that team with the best record in NL gets a buy. Team with the best record in AL gets a buy. And then the division winner with the second best record in, in the league picks their opponent out of the three wild card teams. Those three wild card teams are the ones that do not um, win the division. So yeah, the, the second division winner and second best record picks their opponent. Uh, then after that, you have the division winner with the third best record. They get to pick their opponent out of the remaining two wildcard teams. Then you have the best wildcard team uh, um, gets home field advantage over the remaining wildcard team. And all of this, this whole decision is going to be tele- televised live nationally. So we're kind of bringing in like um, reality TV into the MLB. And just a little bit. I thought this decision was wild. But um so all wildcard series are a best of three, with the top seed being the home team for all three games, which is huge. Um the three winners and the team team with the bye advance to the divisional round, and then everything else is played out as usual. I think Okay, I do have a question for you real quick. Yes. Just uh clarify from Of course, of course. Yeah, three wins or best so first to two. Yeah, yeah. So first to two wins. It's the best of three series. All right. Yeah, so three like, games like, total. Like the rest That's of the my... series, it's best of three. Right. Then they'll go best of five, best of seven. Um, like how they already operate. Okay. A couple things from this, I do like. I'm not sure if I like them being able to choose their opponents, because it. That's really dangerous waters. Because if anything, if you if you're the the second best team in the league, and you try to choose the uh, seemingly the worst or the best matchup for you, so the worst team out of, out of the group, that's giving a lot of bulletin board material to that team. Um. So, but if you win that game, if you win that series, it's just expected. But if you lose, you're going to get ridiculed out of the building. So. You really don't want to mess yeah. that one up if you're, if you're the top seed in that uh, series. One thing I do like though, that that could also be a bad thing is. Yeah, continue. 
yeah, uh, okay. One thing that could be a bad thing is, let's say you do try to avoid that one team you know you might have a bad chance against. Let's say you do pick a different team to try to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Then then that team ends up winning and meeting up with you again. Ooh. So instead of you having to take them out early, now you have to get them later. And so it's kind of like a, it's yeah, you get to choose, but now your decisions, should you get rid of the team that poses the most danger to you now? Should you get rid of this uh, other team and let everyone else play? Because it's baseball, yeah, it, it gets tiring and stuff like that. And you have to switch pitchers and stuff. But it's not like a, a basketball or football where you can just hope the other team is tired. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's baseball. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be able to recuperate. Uh, I understand there's still going to be the, the here's and there's of injuries and tiredness. And, but still, like, the, the chances of that team being healthy – and coming back at you, you waiting to go after them might be a mistake, but you going at them early might also that, be a mistake. That could definitely be a positive. So I feel like a lot of that has lot, to go into it. There's a lot of bias, but it, it but. does add some more strategy into this, which could make for interesting TV, which is what they're going after. They're going after trying to make the game more excited and more interesting, especially for younger audiences and for people that don't watch a lot of baseball, which is something I'm okay with them experimenting because I love the sport of baseball. And I would be okay with him making some changes so it becomes a little more popular again. And, and so it becomes a little more widely watched again. Me too. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I, I, my favorite thing about this is that we no longer have these single-game eliminations in the wild cards. It's a series, a best-of-three series, which is something I think um, that right now, if they just made, if they stick with the regular class, but it, it, uh, instead made the wildcard teams play best three series, that would make it a lot better than it already is. I think that's one change that needs to be made. I'd be all right with that. But this that is too. something that we could look into with, with this new one. Um, but of course, not everyone is on board. Baseball is probably the most, um, the, the, big, the sport sp- filled with the most traditionalists. From either the owners, general managers, front office, to the players themselves. Um, one of the biggest um, opponents of this rule cha- possible rule change is Reds all-star starting pitcher Trevor Bauer. Um, he said in, in the tweet to MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred is, quote, No idea who made this new playoff format proposal, but Rob is responsible for releasing it, so I'll direct this to you, Rob Manfred. Your proposal is absurd for too many reasons to type on Twitter and proves you have absolutely no clue about baseball. You're a joke. Trevor Bauer not holding back on, right. uh, uh, on really his words. <laughs> not at all. I wonder if he doesn't like this new uh, proposed rule change. I don't think he does. I, I don't think he does at all. Uh, um, but of course, I'm not sure if he's speaking for everyone. Or if he's just speaking for himself. I'm sure there's plenty of players that hold these same feelings. Um, Trevor Bauer is um, uh, known as a guy that likes to speak out and isn't afraid of it. And that's why I appreciate him. Um, but, of course, this is one of the um, arguments against it. There's a lot of arguments against it. Um, personally, if I could change the MLB playoffs, like I said, I, I keep it the same. Except make that wild card game a best of three series. And then we're fine. But... The MLB withhold this. I understand where they're coming from. They're trying to make baseball more watchable. Um, NBA fans love watching the All Star Draft. It's it's entertaining to see who those top two top guys in team captains are going to take. 
right? Right. I, I, I'm not exactly. a minority with that. Um, so they're trying to make reality TV for baseball. I'm really interested on where this is going to go. Jalen. Yeah, I kind of was. Yeah. Um, you're saying? I, I, I just, uh, I'm really looking forward to see where they go with this, what they change, if they keep it the way it is, I'm if really they kind of go with this plan, but kind of pushed up or what, what are they going to do with it? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing on where this story takes us, but we're going to move um, from baseball on into Definitely. a return of a fan favorite segment, which is our overreactions segment in this we will de- um, have, I'll make a statement and we'll determine if that is an overreaction or not. But also, uh, introducing this week, we're going is maybe it is overreaction or maybe it's just kind of overreaction. But we're going to introduce severities of this, and that's going to be determined. Um, our mm-hmm. severity of it is mm-hmm. we're going to be comparing that to a um, penalty in um, uh, in either like football terms, hockey terms. Or basketball terms and all that fun stuff. You ready to get started, Jalen? And uh, so on and so forth. Revamp this a little bit. All right. Okay. Statement number one. Yeah. Let's try to revamp this. this. The XFL will last at least five seasons. Hmm. All right. All right. Um. If I'm going off of just this week, looked. Ticket numbers. I would say that this is this is just about right. I, I don't see any flag on the play here. Uh, I, I think this could be perfect. I, I I expect the XFL last longer because the AAF people don't want a lot of people. Even though the AAF did fail, a lot of people didn't want it to. Even though it did, I just think the people part of it want the right people. Mm-hmm. I think the fans are going to refuse to let this fail. If it continues to hype up the way it there's did a lot of week, fan support on Twitter, I think and the in fans are going to refuse well. to let it. There's some good crowds over there. Definitely, weekend. it definitely has a lot more support. Definitely, a lot of the stadiums were filled completely, mm-hmm. if not. Not men but life. on this one, but there's a lot of big crowds. Yeah, definitely, no flag on this play. I like it. Um, it's, it same sentiments um, for the most part here as well. Um, statement number two, Houston Roughnecks quarterback PJ Walker will win the MVP and the Roughnecks will be 2020 inaugural XFL champions. Okay. Holding on to play here. Little, little. <laughs> I, I think it's a, I think there's a lot of people who performed really well. Uh, I think the fact that the LA Wildcats fired their D coordinator after the game showed. Yeah. I think a lot of people perform really well. Multiple mm-hmm. positions perform really well. So I think there's a lot of people who you could also consider. Of course, you got to throw Carl Jones into there. You got uh, to show, right. show possible face of the league. Matt McGloin. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, but yeah. you could definitely and Carl Jones are the top two um, <laughs> candidates for the MVP race. I, I would say after after the first read, those are my top two. But I, I'm definitely going to have to call holding on this play. Holden. I think you're holding back a lot of the candidates uh, and other teams <laughs> just, okay. to say that like they're just that. automatically going to sweep off that first week. You know, um, I'm going to go with this. It's some of the same sentiments. I'm going to go false start. I think we're moving a little early um, with this statement. 
and we got to bring it back a little bit and chill. All right. All right. Okay. Um, just bring it back a little bit. Uh, yeah, Drop just, back just some five yards. yards. Um, we just a little too early. You can't oh, do five that. yards. My bad. I was thinking of my holding. My 10 year hold. Replay the down. Um, third okay. Statement. Okay. Replay the down. The DC defenders are the best football team in their city. <laughs> I think awful performance wise. Not 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 per se that they went against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. <laughs> this is actually difficult because they played really well. You know? And it's kinda hard. No, to, I'm I'm gonna say to that just say that they're not <laughs> not overacting. Based on the, 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 the skill level that they are on the field, at least in talking competition, of course if the teams play Head on, um, head to head, it would be a way different story. But if we're just making this statement, I think it's not an overreaction. I think the DC defenders, um, uh, they, they're charging more for tickets too because I think you're paying for a higher quality of football. Um, like I mentioned over on the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, if you want to watch a competitive football game, um, with with a, a, a DC team being in the game and maybe even winning the game. Go to Defenders game and watch their games because they're putting on the better show than the Redskins can. And I believe the DC Defenders, um, at least one thing, they're not going to be forcing a player to play with cancer and uh, making him get three doctors to say that he has cancer for them to believe him. No shots fired on this yeah. show. No shots fired No, I told that, I took that one to heart. I, 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 I wonder why. Honestly, 100%, I, why I, I hate the Redskins. I take it. I took it very personally when they did that. <laughs> I, I, but my well, least like favorite team or anything either, uh, in right? the entirety of the NFL. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not not at all. <laughs> it's not a serious thing no, no, at you all. Didn't have you a should, you can lie about this and like this football. guy. You 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 weren't you know, not at all. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> Sorry, sponsors. We love you, Anchor. We the Redskins. I don't care. <laughs> I do. I like money. I I hate. Hate hates a good word. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I hate them. But this is not an overaction. Uh, but and, and we're on this to... one, on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to. I'm. I'm gonna have to. Even though I hate the Redskins, I'm gonna have to. Throw, I'm gonna throw that taunt penalty on you. you so that, that's taunting. Taunting. I'm gonna throw that taunting penalty. No taunting. Taunting. I'm gonna throw that taunting penalty on you. Taunting. You can't. You can't disrespect them like that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna like taunting. That. But uh-huh. I'm not saying I don't agree with you. <laughs> that's fair. I'll take that. Uh, I, I agree with you, but I'm. I'm gonna stop. I, I'm fine with that. Uh, moving into our fourth statement, the proposed MLB playoff rules will be adopted in its entirety, if not next season, but the season after. You know, if, if we're going off, if we're going off of this one, uh, a little baseball. You know, uh, I'm gonna say it, it's a double play. I, I say that because. Double yeah, not only are they going to get out, not only is this um, rule not going to be implemented, but it's going to be even worse than just one out. It's going to backfire on them, and it's going to turn players against the league even more. Mm. That's why I'm you know I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit opposite. I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm I'm gonna call uh, 
a uh, what's it called? Ground double. Rule double. I feel like it's gonna pass just because they want to switch it up, and they have. I, I don't. I think they're gonna have to switch it up because they think that they need to, and I think they don't have anything else yet. So I think they're gonna implement it just because they don't have anything else. Uh, so I yeah, I call ground rule double. You know, it just it happens to be the only thing there. Bounce right into the right spot. It's right there. So I, I think definitely, I think it's probably going to be implemented just because it's they're panicking, even though they don't really need to. I think they're panicking a little bit, and they're going to end up going with it. You know what? I, I can dig that. I can dig that, Jalen. Um, last statement of the week. Recently, um, the Philip Rivers and the San Diego – sorry. Man, San, the Los Angeles Chargers – have decided to part ways with each other, and Philip Rivers will become a free agent. This statement, Jalen, Philip Rivers will be playing in the AFC East next season. Let's see, wait, give me a quick reminder who's in the AFC East. I'm pretty sure I know, Thanks. but I don't Patriots, want to sound stupid. Dolphins, Bills, Reds, um, Redskins, Jets. Starting. I don't see him there. I don't, I... Philip Rivers is going to be playing on the Patriots because Tom Brady is going to be going to the Indianapolis Colts. I think they're. I think mm, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna call pass interference. You get in the way okay. of a okay. uh, of a completable pass. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that you're kind of limiting him down, and I think. They're going to pull Jay Cutler, and he's going to be the Bears quarterback. Ooh. Ooh, okay. I do like that. If not the quarterback, if not the sorry, at least bring him in as a veteran backup to push Mitch to not suck. I I, want, I think he can mentor Mitch, uh, Mitch Trubisky that to be. That is a great call, Jalen. I think right there we just overturned a bad call on the field. The ruling has changed. Thank you for that. I think but we just overturned it. That, that we just did more than NFL refs did in the... Oh, yeah. We're better than Al Riveron. But I think if I'm going off of my statement of uh, Philip Rivers being on the Patriots and Tom Brady being on the Indianapolis Colts, I'm going to have to call um, unnecessary roughness on myself because that's a little much, and you can't do that. So. I'm a, I'm a you can't do that. But that is our new and approved um, Overactions Corner. Thanks for uh, tuning into that one, everyone. Tell us what yeah, you think of that. Yeah, let us know. I think I think it's better. I think it's a little more fun. Um, instead of just saying, oh, Overaction or not. No, I think it's a little more fun than it used to be. Exactly. Uh, also, with, with these statements, please let us know what you think on these as well. Um, I love to see what you guys are thinking on this. Um, that's about to go and wrap it up. But before we end this podcast... We have to have our second ever fan of the week. We are naming the fan of the week award player of the week. And this week's player of the week is Ryan Watson. Due to the reasons of being the first contributor, uh, monthly contributor to the fourth and long podcast. Ryan, we thank you so much. For your monthly donation of 99 cents. Any bit helps. Of course, um, if you guys are interested, like I mentioned in the beginning, uh, uh, I can link all this um, up and put it on the Twitters as well. But you guys can sign up to donate 
Um, any range from like ninety nine cents to to however much you please. Any range. Um, monthly donation just to keep the show you up and running because y'all y'all got to we'll be y'all got to understand, man. We we invest in this. We're college students. We're not doing the best financially, so you don't have not to. Of course, all. of course, I, I we're, we're not expecting pay, you know? anyone to do this, <laughs> this because I wouldn't. But hey, if if you want to be a great person and get your good karma, going, <laughs> hey. Hit us up, okay, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then the the more donations and stuff we get, the faster we can get to the point of getting the merch out there. I know you guys saw those nice headbands. We had a couple of requests for those headbands that we had. We can get those out there, t-shirts, all that stuff. That stuff comes from donations. Of course, we're doing some stuff out of our pocket right now, just to everything podcast. Out of pocket. Hopefully, I sound better next podcast. I will have. I will have a better mic. Oh yeah, that's one thing. Jalen <laughs> is getting a person. Is getting legit mic. Um, or fourth along's UFC correspondent Blake Campbell yeah. is getting a brand new mic. So quality is going to uh to skyrocket. And next time you hear us, Quality's everyone's voices up. are going to be as crystal clear. Is my beautiful radio voice? And soon you you is... might be seeing. Ooh. I know you guys saw some of those pictures, but you guys might be seeing us soon also hey, with the face cams. We're bringing that in too. Keep her tuned. Uh, both on keep Spotify, Anchor, and on the <laughs> YouTube page as well. But with that being said, guys, we're going to wrap it up this week. We thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode on Spotify or Anchor or whatever um, method you're on using Spotify. to listen to the show. Hmm. We thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate all your support. Please um, continue to share us to your friends and family. And just keep enjoying some good content. We're getting better with this. We're going to get some better equipment as well. And we're just going to keep improving, keep grinding, and just keep sending it. Have a great night, everyone. Keep the train or going. Day, however time you're listening Have this, a good one. Whatever you guys do, go out whatever you're listening to the day with gusto and with uh, some intensity have a good one guys